Rando banter. Larry and Duff. Duff, it's uh, it's been a long, short weekend. How you doing, man? It's been a what? A long, short weekend. <laughs> yes. It's only Saturday, right? Yes. But it feels like Tuesday. This has been a long recording day. Yeah, we do a few at a time, huh? Dupe. But it's good. It is. This is We're great. joined by the newest Florida resident. I, I love think. Florida. How's <laughs> everybody you. doing? That's all Thank I got to say. I, I love Florida. I love this weather, and I love Florida. That's all I got to say. Let me ask you something. I don't know if we've had this discussion or not. I think we may have, like, off air, but let me ask you. When we were moving to Florida, I 100% wanted to do it. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Talked about it for years and years. So we get there. we're, We're doing it. We put the house on the market. When we're going to move down and we're, you know, packing up my daughter's you know, whole bedroom, we're pulling up the roots, everything in the first two and a half years that she's ever known. I started to have like, like, am I making a mistake here? Like, I'm, I'm packing my daughter's bedroom, moving to Florida where we were going to move in with Megan's parents for a little while. And I'm like, am I making a mistake? Like, I'm, I am... Pulling up my daughter's every every route she's made, leaving my family. Did you have any anything like that? Hundred percent, Larry. And it's, it's funny to say that because how old was Emma when you moved here? Was two and a half. Two and a half. I have a two and a half year old right now, so realistically, she's the same um, same age. Uh, Lexi, though, and, and, and Gray, they're a little older. And, um, yeah, the, it definitely hit me because she has a lot of attachments up north. With yeah. cheer friends, good on the list, uh, friends from school. And it, it, was, it definitely came across my mind many times. For me, I'm not a selfish person. I'm saying to myself, this is great. I'm ready for it. But I, at times I'm like, I can't be selfish like this. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should really think. And I shouldn't yeah. say that because we really did think for years. A long time. long time. And we missed the market in 21. The market went crazy. The market went nuts. And we didn't sell. And we kind of were like, ah, we missed it. And then 2022 comes along and the market even went higher. So we just it's a sign. Sp- spur of the moment. Yeah. I messaged a realtor. And within 24 hours, he was at our house looking at it. And Lindsay, my wife, is looking at me like... Are we really doing this? And I'm like, I, I, yeah, the guy's here. <laughs> so she was, she was almost shocked. Like, you really got in touch with someone? I'm like, I did. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening, yes. And when he gave us figures and numbers, just kind of throwing random stuff at us, it, it was like, this is a no-brainer. Before Let's you talked to him, were you, like, thinking, did you have thoughts in your head, like, ah, they're going to tell us this, and that's probably not enough. And And then he came in and, like, Blew your mind? He like, did. oh my god, hundred thousand more than I thought we were gonna get. I told him I need to do I need to do this to my house, this to my house, paint this, do that, and he literally tells me don't do anything. Your house is perfect the way it is. And did it the deck was horrendous. Needed to be painted, fixed. He's like, just leave it. I painted and fixed it because I wanted to get top dollar for my house. Sure. After um we sold it so fast. I kind of said to myself, I didn't need to do that. I didn't do any of it. And guess what they ended up doing with that deck? Tearing it up. They tore the whole thing down. <laughs> so, so he was right. Uh, you know, we might have spent, you know, a few hundred bucks and some paint and some wood. So it wasn't much. A couple days. A couple days worth of work. I didn't hire no one. I did it myself. So it's no big deal. Um, you know, it, yeah, looking back at it, it was like, what are we doing here? But then he, he gave us the figures, though, of what we could potentially be making to put in a down payment in a house in Florida. No brainer. Yeah, I'm just like we got to do this. This is this has to happen if we're ever going to do if it. If we're ever going to do it, because if we wait five years, two years, even a year, you yeah. wait, you might not get those numbers. Duff, you would know this because you're yeah. right. You're yeah. you're into the banking industry, and wow, it's all about timing. Yeah. Do you remember we had Bethany on the podcast last yep. year, and we had asked her with you and with Sneed in mind, like when is the best time? Do you think now should they wait? When is the best time if the, if somebody wants to sell up there and move down? And she's like, do it now. now. She's like, there's no better time yep. than you're probably going to find. Yep. In um, the history. Yeah. And then she kind of saw what was happening, and she's like, now. And then I talked to you, and I actually, I think I texted you what she said or told you to listen to the podcast or something. 
And then a couple weeks later, I'm sure it was not related, but a couple weeks later, you're like, hey, Larry, or you text me. <laughs> you do this, like this, this, you tell me a trinket, but you don't tell me shit. Like, hey, we're coming. I sent you eyeballs. I, said, I, th- I think I sent you some eyeballs. Yeah, so we did. So the eyeballs text thing, <laughs> that's going back to when uh, the Celtics traded for Kyrie Irving. And um, somebody, what did we do? Somebody like tweeted out just the eyeballs. So that any time we had news after that, it was texting out eyeballs. Like something's happening. <laughs> and I sent you the eyeballs. So something was up. You said, what's going on? And I said, I'm not allowed to say yet. I think you know what's going on. I knew exactly <laughs> once you said, but but in my mind too, I'm like, you know, I've lived here for seven years. You know, maybe when we were texting six and a half, and I'm like, a lot of people have talked about coming down and potentially moving down, and nothing really. Like a few people come visit and stuff, but I'm like, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. You and know, I, and then I, I sent you the listing of my house. The the the. Um, so no, at first you were like. It wasn't right to that. You you made, you like, dropped nuggets along the way, and then eventually it was just like a listing to a house that you just had a, a offer accepted on. Yep, it was it was so fast, so fast. And I remember thinking like, when are you closing? And you told me it was only like two or three months away. And then a week later, closing moved up to April. What the fuck? It was like that's thirty days away. Yep, just like that, and it was perfect timing. Perfect timing, because we wanted the school year to end for the kids, and then we wanted to head south, mm. and that's exactly what we did. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, and it's crazy, and it's crazy that we're here. Uh, it's crazy that I'm here in Florida. Um, never thought I'd be living here. Didn't think I would like it. Like, Lindsay always asked me, like, what? You know, I said this to you 10 years ago. What was it that you didn't like about moving to Florida? And I can't even answer the question. I think back, and I think, what was I thinking 10 years ago? Why did I not want to move 10 years ago? When we started know. talking about this... I know me and Lindsay were both, and Megan, gung-ho, we're all moving to Florida. Yes. I don't know what, you weren't there at that point. I always felt like you wanted to, but you had hesitation. And I think maybe the hesitation was the family. When did your sister, didn't your sister move down and move back? Was that a shade of doubt in your head? Maybe, yeah. That's a good point, Duff. That was in 2005 and six, and she she got hit with like three hurricanes in a row. That was a rough Lost uh, lost power. So she came down in 05. Yeah, she she had no kids at the time. She met a nice guy, and she was living down here with him. And, uh, yeah, she moved quickly. Um, it was yeah. literally a year and a half she was here at most. Yeah. So part of me was thinking, yeah, it didn't work for her. Um, I don't know. And then when uh, my mother and father moved down here, and then my in-laws are down here, and Larry's down here, and Duff's down here, and Tony's down. I can keep going on. I mean, the, the list is, you know, I, I know people. It's not like I don't know anybody. You're not moving blind. No, I'm not moving blind. And I thought, this could work. This yeah. is this is gonna work, and and it was weird because Lindsay was always about it, and I wasn't, and then we switched roles. She was kind of hesitant, and I'm like, "No, we're doing it, we're going." Yeah. And and the realtor thing when I messaged that guy, he's from Oxford, fantastic guy that sold my house. Um, when I messaged him and he came within 24 hours, there was the sign was there. It was like I searched for realtors on Facebook, and he was the first one that popped up. We had like 150 friends in common, but we never knew each other. So I was, was like, it Tom Rowe. Uh, no. Um, give me a second. Oh, Paul. Paul Paul Naparowski. Okay. Paul Naparowski. That's right. I think That's Cody's it. related to him. My brother. Um, him and his wife, uh, Napa Real Estate up in Mass. And, and um, yeah, something was telling me, reach out to this guy. Like, it hit me hard. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, when I was looking up realtors and this guy popped up, it was like, this guy's going to sell your house and it's going to be ridiculous. And wow, is he good. I mean, good is an understatement. Because I was thinking figures of this, and he went way up, and we even got more than that. And obviously, that's the market. And I mean, that's not necessarily him doing his job, but he, everything he said was on point. So shout out to Paul and his wife, um, Jill. They were, they were yeah. fantastic. There's something to be said about a good realtor. They, they have um, good staging, camera, like the the people they use to to take the photos of the house and how it was. Like, you can tell when it's professional, and that's gonna even even if somebody's a little bit cheaper or it's somebody you know, like, and if they're not like, a good realtor will play a huge role in 
how quick the house sells for how high it sells. Like I remember when we were selling our townhome, it's like, no, move this here. Don't worry about moving that. Get this out of the way. Put all this shit in this room. And, you know, so it it made a huge difference. When we sold, I mean, like you said, it was the market at the time. But I mean, we had we had offers the same day. And then for buying, too, it's nuts. Like you have to position yourself with certain little tweaks in the contract that gets you that differentiates you versus others. So yep. what's and, even crazy too, Duff, is when we first started looking, when we were gonna do the open house and everything, we had five people show up. And we I have cameras at my house, so I saw the five people show up. When I talked to him after the uh, open house, he kind of seemed like I was disappointed and he was kind of like, That's okay. We got five. We're good. He said maybe six months prior to that, he would they would have they would have been a hundred people showing up to the open house, and there would have already yep. been about fifty offers before yep. the open house. Yep. And so he was kind of disappointed. But out of the five people that showed up, three of them made offers. Nice. Way over. I couldn't believe it. So we were bat- there was three people battling one, battling with one one another. We ended up going with the best, not not the highest price. We went with the one that was the best lender and. All yeah. that made it made sense. The most gave, secure, yeah, most yep, secure. That's and the key. He, he gave he he knew the lender and he gave us the opinions of everything. And it was like it was so easy to him. Mm. He did it so easily. It was like the most stress free sell in my life. Nice. I've sold two houses. I haven't sold a lot, but still, it's you know. Well, you sold the one in Auburn. Yep, one in know, Auburn, and that went pretty fast that for went, over. Yeah, over that, that went too, really right? Christ. Yes, yeah. that went, yeah. That house, that was like a really small ranch, and they like doubled up on what I sold it to them for. They they sold the house for four hundred thousand, like just recently. Wow. The people that bought the house, <laughs> so that the market is just yeah. it just shows. This was last year. I'm talking. I shouldn't yeah. say recently, um, but it, it, when you get opportunities in life to to maybe pay some debt off, to get ahead, yeah, to you know the kids are young once. You know, take a couple of vacations, have a little breather off you. If you get that chance, I recommend do it. Hell you know, yeah. it's, it stinks to uproot the kids and do all that. It's not fun. Yeah. I wouldn't want, as me as a kid, I go back 30, 40, whatever years. How old am I, Larry? I forget. Are you 40? 40. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I go back 30 years. In exactly one year, guys, one, I will join you. Yes, yeah. right? <laughs> it's Duff, not fun. Duff, you're January, so you're older <laughs> <Yeah>. than me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember, right? You're January, right? Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. Um, I, I would have, it would have been tough for me to get uprooted. It would have been really tough. I would have, my anxiety probably would have went through the roof when I was a kid. And that, that hit me like you wouldn't believe. But I've been here for three months and I got to say my kids have adjusted great. Like awesome. Lexi's meeting new friends. Grayson's, Grayson has like five Graysons in his classroom and they're <laughs> all great. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just happy that we can enjoy, we can, you know, somewhat enjoy like a retirement kind of life with the weather. Right. You know, I mean, we're still working, and that's okay. I'm telling you, know? you, even even still now, a little bit when I live down here, and you have like a three day weekend, I almost feel like I went on vacation. Just being here, you yes. go outside, you can do oh. anything. It's always beautiful, no matter what time of year. Yeah, it's hot in the summer, but I mean, it's still, it's just awesome. Everything down here also feels like newer, fresher. Yes. There are some areas where you're like, eh, but R- roads are flat. Yeah, the rain comes and cleans everything. Like literally, the roads are so clean down here. Mm. There's no potholes. <laughs> a few, if you had a proper summer. But yeah, okay. Once we in didn't a while. have the rain where you just have the downpour every day where it takes chunks. But yep, right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, I, exa- I agree with what Get, you're saying. Getting on the highway heading to Fort Myers, uh, which I do a few times a week for for cheerleading. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> He's great too. He's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'm a base. No, I'm, I'm a flyer. <laughs> um, yeah, right. And uh, it, it's it's such a nice, easy ride. Yep. You know, I know the traffic's going to get bad, but that's okay. I, I'm I'm optimistic. I always like to think of the positive, whatever it is in life. You've always been an optimistic. Always, guy. always. You have to. You, you have see to, that you glass no right there? Right? That, that glass, I think, is half full. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Owen Wilson, wedding crushers. <laughs> <laughs> So with that being said, um, Florida's beautiful. If anybody gets the chance to to live this kind of life, go for it. Do it. You know, do it while you can. Carolina's a beautiful. Some say California's beautiful. Texas, I don't care wherever it is, wherever you wherever yeah. you want to go, just go, just do it. I've said it many times. I feel like everybody at some point should live away from where they grew up. Yep. Yep. Seeing the same people, the same bar rooms, the same this, the same that, the same five gas stations. 
I don't want to do that for 40, 50, 60 years. And people say, well, oh, I go on vacation here and I go on vacation there. I know it's living it is. there. It's, it's feeling the difference. It's totally different going somewhere for a week. Yeah, I love it here. I get it. But no, and for, living somewhere right. else. And for people to feel Florida's full of retirees, which there's tons of retirees down here, but the mix of younger people that have come down here, it's families, got much different the last in the last years. Five, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. to ten years is specifically in the last five years has gotten through the roof. And it's nice to see that. Nice to see younger yeah. people, nice to see families, nice to see other kids. Um, and for many reasons, I've done. I did my research beforehand, which was I called Larry and said, "What do you think? Should I move?" And Larry said, <laughs> That's "Yes." Are <your> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we up? Uh, yeah, that was good research. That, that was my research, and I said, "All right, I'm on my way." Um, <laughs> In terms of friends you knew that recently uprooted everything they knew and moved to Florida, um, I was probably it. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> yes. And um, I mean, your parents I, did the same. But yeah, they they, did. they go back and forth, right? Yep, they, yeah. Yeah, they do go back and forth. They're kind of snowbirds, kind of, but they're more 90% down here, and they love it here. They do, and I don't I knew your them. dad. Your dad, from oh, my day God. one, when I told him I wanted to move to Florida, he's like, ah, oh, Florida's great. You got to go Naples or South. Yeah. <laughs> Remember your dad yelling at me like, you don't want to be up north by Tampa. They still get cold. You know, we got to get him on a podcast here. Oh, I'd love him. He, on he, my father will talk and talk, and he would. Here's if you the get, problem. You get him on a subject, he'll go on. Here's the problem. It yes. would be on with this fucking guy, Duff. And Duff, they'll start talking old cars. I'll get bored. <laughs> gotcha. I'll get bored. Yeah, I know what you mean. I love old cars, but I don't. I don't talk I'm the not, lingo yeah, like this guy. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. They're know the both lingo. restoring. He's restoring yeah. his dad's. Are old you really car. Duff? Having some work on it. Yeah, okay. Get some work okay. on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and they, they'd get into that. Your dad would have a thousand questions for him. But then he'd give six different examples about things he's done. And oh, yeah. it would be a. It would be. We should put it on the History Channel as one of those like old car shows, you know. <laughs> well, just to, or discovery. Just, just to sum up what my father's been doing, besides um, enjoying the, the nice weather down here, he he loves to shop on Temu or Timu, Tim. However you say that's that, a, that's a China spy. That, app. It What's is. he doing? I know. I've I, I, I keep... I've, I've uh, <laughs> there's been many things I've heard about uh, Timu, good and bad. I've I've seen the videos of great stuff. It's cheap. I've heard uh, everything. But he gets on there. And he just, he loves buying stuff, tools and... And he bought it. you a car, paid 18 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, is that what, like what, I see it on, like I, I have the Weather Channel app, yeah. and that's one of the ads that comes up with that. Anytime so that's, I open that's, Instagram, I see eight ads for So is it like yeah. the Chinese version of Wish? eBay or something? You know Wish? You ever hear no, that I've... one? Wish is like another knockoff. Uh, there's been other ones. Um, big, you know, not Amazon, they're not even close to Amazon, but... All cheap stuff from uh, from okay. from China, all yeah, cheap all right. stuff. So, well, you'll get good stuff. You will once in a while. I wouldn't say that often. But, but they had a deal I saw around. I think it was around Father's Day, and they were promoting like we wear these Hey Dude shoes that I can't show you from over here. Um, but they had <laughs> you don't bend that way. <laughs> yeah, no, they had like two pairs for ten bucks. Yeah, okay. And it was like how, like how? Right. I just bought two pairs. At like fifty nine ninety five, and I thought I got a good deal. Like e, like total, not each, yeah. but fifty nine ninety five for two, and it's just selling two pairs for ten bucks. Like how? Really cheap stuff. Yeah. He, he, so he, it's he, not really he, hey dudes. No, I okay. don't think so. My my father bought some sponges. H a y. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey, bail hey dudes. You, you should have seen these sponges he bought mm-hmm. that came in. They're not sponges. Where are they? <laughs> Uh, the the fabric I I don't even know what it was it's probably toxic, <laughs> sure, just lead squares it literally <laughs> <was>. <laughs> yeah. made from who knows what but he gave them to my mother like hey go I got some sponges for you yeah. and she's looking at him like I'm not using these on my dishes yeah but why would you yeah. buy cheap sponges like yeah. you can go to Publix and get eight sponges for three dollars like, well they were like they, well because it's fun to buy them there and have them shipped and seeing the Timu box out front just like the Amazon box right and that's what he did that's what he does. I got 25 sponges for a buck and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> they came in a cool box. Yeah. They're coated with Roundup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you're retired know. and um, you got much else going on in life and you're just enjoying yourself, I guess you like to shop, right? That's what you like to shop. Fill the time. My father's shop, done that. Man. Who doesn't like to shop? I, I mean, know, right? I just I, like to do it differently than Megan, you know? <laughs> she likes to go to stores, browse around, try things on. No. Nope. Go on Amazon. Amazon. And, yep. 
Make the make the make the buy button. Make it a lot easier. I don't like returning it. so easy too. Yeah, you just send it back. So easy to return on Amazon or any of these. I don't know about Tim. They, 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 you got to be careful. Now, Duff, what I was going to say about Timu is they just came out. The website came out like July of 2022. So this company okay. is brand new, and we're, this this video is not sponsored by Timu. We're not talking about them because we want you to go we on might have one. Stuff. Keep going. I don't know. <laughs> we have tried. We have made no effort to monetize. So. Okay. <laughs> But just the, the back quick background of Timu, that's what, yeah. So when you see it, it's like a new website, it's like, mm, I kind of question yeah, it a little bit. Of course. Bit, you know? The it, same reason I haven't downloaded TikTok yet. Yeah. It's always an angle. I mean, then again, people go on, on these websites and purchase cheap stuff and go on Amazon and eBay and jack the prices and, and sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen people do that too, and they make decent money. You know, it's a little risky because a lot of it's yeah. transferred from hand to hand overseas. So you, it's a little weary with where your money is, but it can be done. So it's like literally the stuff you're buying on Amazon could be the same stuff from Timu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the people that buy shit on Alibaba, you know. Yeah, same, the same thing. Alibaba, yeah, that's another good website. Those poppets, you know, those little things the kids play with. Oh, yeah. pop, you could go on Alibaba and get like a, a Your case own of brand a, on a, them. You can get a thousand of those things made you for like ri- 50 cents a piece. Rando banter poppets. Right. <laughs> then you give them all the kids. Go on, yeah. Well, for we'll, a family show. <laughs> go on Amazon and sell them for six, seven, eight bucks a piece and you do the math how much it'd make every time you sell a thousand of them. I mean, they're not in such high demand as they were. Right. Maybe, you know, five, six years ago those poppets were huge. Dude, it's still kind of odd, but. Let's get out ahead of the next fad. What's it going to be? And we'll buy... Oh, that's a good one. A whole bunch of shit. That's a good one. Smear our logo on it. I think uh, stand-up comedy shows. That's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> stand-up's been on fire for a while. That's what that makes happened. me nervous about comedy. Is like, you had the, that 70s, 80s boom. Yeah. And the clubs 90s. all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the 90s, it was just everywhere, and it fucking tanked. Right. And then, you know... Early to mid two thousands, it started taking back off again, and it never slowed down. Right. Look at poker, for example. Yeah, poker came. Oh, that poker boom. Went. Poker came yeah. and went. Yeah. yeah, people still like it, played a little bit, but yeah. ten, you know, back in two thousand four, five, and six, seven, whatever, at the the, the mid two thousands, my God, I mean, everybody. You, you was knew playing. the guys' names too, like they're NFL oh, yeah. players, right? Too. <laughs> yeah. Like money when MoneyMaker won, right? Yeah. Was that old? Yeah, oh three, oh three. I think it was oh three, oh four. Duff, yep. And it just boomed. It's crazy. That's how that's how fads work, though. And that's like get in early, right? Yeah, that's what we need to do is figure out the next one. Yep, and jump ahead of it. Well, there was the guy that maybe uh, we create it. Well, create the fad. We could. We could. Same. Well, just think of the guy, for example, who who ordered a pizza. He called up a pizza joint and he says, "I want a lot. I want two large pizzas," and he had no money on them. And he said, "I just I got some Bitcoin. Would you take it?" And the guy, and the guy, the owner of the restaurant was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take it." And he just did a quick search of how much it was per Bitcoin. He goes, "Yeah, it'd be ten thousand Bitcoin. Just send them over." And the guy sent him over and bought two pizzas back in two thousand. I heard nine, this. This is a true story. This is a true story. And he bought two pizzas. So those ten thousand Bitcoin, if he had just held on to them for ten years. Not, not even 10 years, even five years. Yeah. That 10,000 Bitcoin was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, because one Bitcoin at one point was like 69,000. Yep. 69,000 was the max. But even at 1,000, just do the math. Oh, I ten, know. Even 500 yeah. bucks. I mean, if, if an investment goes up, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 percent, you know, you sell. And yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin is the most growth. The, the, there has never been an asset that has grown more in the history of you can buy anything than Bitcoin. It's gone up like in the millions of percent since it came out in 2009. But how many people are buying it then? Not many. Very, very few. People are buying pizza with it. Yeah. <laughs> I had heard of it and thought it was just a crock of shit. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people did. did I, I didn't hear about it until 2016, 17. And when I heard about it, I jumped ship. Like hundred, I was on it 100%. Like I was like I was almost obsessed, like trying to figure out like what is this? Is this a future currency? What's the cheapest you ever bought a Bitcoin or or any? It was around. I do a lot of trading and selling, so I don't. I don't don't have many Bitcoin. I have like maybe a couple hundred. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. (laughs) Are you rich? I'm trying to do the math here. (laughs) That's like fifty bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) I I first purchased around maybe a thousand dollars. My first purchase of Bitcoin, maybe two thousand, something like that. And it rode all the way up to like twenty k, and then it crashed. 
all the way back to like three to four thousand, and it was yeah. dead. And then it went from three to four thousand all the way up to sixty nine thousand. You know. So at one point, you've owned a full Bitcoin. I never owned a full never. Bitcoin. Okay. Nope. I only bought okay. portions, and I sold, and then I use my portions to use money to advertise. I do a lot of cryptocurrency advertising, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, so it's unfortunate that I kind of parted ways with a little bit. I, I got involved with projects that were crappy, good. I've, I've experienced about every up and down you could possibly think of in the crypto market. It's it's fun. It's anxiety. It's You can get rich quick. You just need to know what to do and what not to do. So, And I'm still doing it today, and I will continue to do it until, until Bitcoin crashes to zero, I guess, <laughs> which some say it will crash to zero. Can you short? You certainly can. Okay. How? Go right on KuCoin. You can go on. There's many websites out there worldwide that you can place short positions. And when short positions came available to the masses, everyone thought it was going to be like rise the price. People like were excited, like, oh, Bitcoin's going to go even higher now. No, people are actually going to short it and it's going to do the total opposite. And that's when it hit $20,000 and it went all the way back down to three grand. And then what do you think the money makers are doing? These, the money makers, the, you know, the big players in the game, when it was $3,000, they all sat along and it. So they, they put a long position in from 3000 all the way to whatever. They, they know what's going on. And these, we're talking, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah. And I will never in my life short. It's very Whether risky. It's stock so volatile. I would crypto. never recommend. You want to short a stock position? Go for it. Never. In never, my life. And never in your life should you ever short Bitcoin. Never. Unless you're an extreme expert of like years of experience. I have years of experience, mm. and I still wouldn't place a short position because it's still so risky. Right. <laughs> and I, I kind of know what to do. There's been times where I've been stopped out of my position, which means... So you do a stop loss? Stop and- loss. And if my stop loss didn't get hit in the way that it was going, I could have made you know a few hundred bucks to maybe even a few thousand in, you know, in 24 hours. And people do this, can make money, and, and, and are successful at it. But it's very risky, though, because the volatility, once it's going in one direction and you feel like it's swaying this way, then it goes in the opposite way. It's a mind fuck like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you know, the best way I can put it, you know? And I don't recommend for anyone to do it. I don't. Right. Just buy it and just hold it. If you feel like it's going to have a future in five years, just do that. It's so much easier, less stress. You hold it in a personal wallet. Don't look at it daily. You don't need to look at it. Exactly. Looking at it daily, you will, you will have more grays in the cryptocurrency market than, yeah. than anything. Um, and now with that being said, there's altcoins, which are the coins that are not Bitcoin, everything yeah. besides that. And there's been coins that have done hundreds or thousands of percent gains, and people have made so much money. They go up so fast, but they go down they so go fast. Down, exactly. And only the top one to two percent actually know how to capitalize. Well, we were all uh, we went down. And we we're having cigars, me, you, and Rob. You had said that you. I don't know if you still did or what it was, but that that Shiba Inu, whatever the hell coin that the, is, the, 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 the dog coin. Yep, the yeah. Shiba. So I, I, after our conversation, I bought or I didn't buy, but I put in an order for when it gets back down to five zeros and a six. Yes. Which I looked, and that seemed to be where the floor kept being. Yep. Mm-hmm. And anytime it gets to that, then it goes back up to like almost four zeros in a penny yep. or four zeros in a one. So yep. at that case, I would make, you know, 40% of my money or so if it were to do that. Yep. So I put in an order for like 40 bucks of it. There you go. So I'd make 20, like, just to see what ever happened. Certainly. But I own like, like, if I buy it at that price, it'll end up being like a million and whatever it is, a yep. million shares, a million and a half shares at 40 bucks. Right. And so, you, don't, you don't need to put a lot of money into. You right. can buy fifty dollars worth, and you can get like ten million shares. And of let's Toshiba. hope one day it goes and, to like in two years from now. If it went to a penny, a tenth yeah. of a penny, your fifty bucks would probably be worth like you know a couple thousand just move dollars. Move the decimal point yeah. a few spots, maybe ten thousand. <laughs> just think of what that could do. It's in like your life. buying a lottery ticket for Same, fifty bucks. Absolutely. Same deal. <laughs> Same thing. Except there's a long term. Lottery you have position. to wait on it. Yeah, you gotta wait. Most people don't have the patience. Or you just sit on it until, and then I'll set a, a sell point of. But it gets to wherever. Now, they have websites out there that are called the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index. Okay? I'm going to teach you guys something today. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to follow the market. You don't need to go on any social media. You do nothing. You just down, you, you don't even need to download the website. You go on the website, and when the fear index, it, uh, the greed index is really high, you're selling. Okay. When, the, when the index is in the fear zone, the red zone, you're buying. 
That's all you need to do. So who posts this index? There, is, there's mul- there's multiple. There's multiple uh, websites that do this, and a lot of it is based on a social media. Um, what is the noise in social media? What's the noise okay. on Twitter? Are people saying Bitcoin to a thousand, uh, to a million dollars, or are they saying Bitcoin is dead? When they're saying Bitcoin is dead, that's when you want to Buy be it. buying it. And this this index, it's almost spot on. You you don't treat it. You don't day trade it. You don't swing trade it. All you do is you just buy it when the index is at a certain point. It's it's it points from thirty all the way to like a hundred. So when it's around fifty to thirty to fifty, you're buying. When it's seventy, eighty, ninety, you're selling. That's it. Or just play the long term game. Don't even look at the website and just buy it and just hold it for five years. Yeah. And that's so easy. It's not that difficult to do, you know, for people that are don't don't have time to look at in investments and they just want to, yeah. you know, get it, get in a little bit and see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. It's rolling the dice. But if you put in a hundred dollars in Bitcoin ten years ago, you'd be a multimillionaire today. And and that's not going to happen moving forward. It's not going to happen again. It's yeah. not. But a hundred dollars in Bitcoin in five years, if it does ever hit like that five hundred thousand or million dollar point, if it ever does, your hundred bucks will be worth quite a bit. You know, same thing as the stock market. I mean, it goes up and down. I think for it to ever get to that point, the U.S. dollar would have to be like hit hyperinflation. Yeah, right. Certainly. They'll never let that happen. They'll just smother you with interest rates until making the value of a dollar go so high, in which case would be terrible for Bitcoin. Yep. So. But if, you know, when I got the text message from at least three, four, five different people, Asking me how to buy Bitcoin when it was over fifty thousand dollars. You say you I, don't I, buy. Right? I told every person this is a sell point. This is not a buy point. <laughs> you should have sold them yours. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny how you you sometimes I give advice, and that you probably heard this. You I, you can give really good advice, and sometimes you don't take your own advice. And I've done yep, that. Yep, I've made that yep. mistake. <laughs> You and, bought it fifty five thousand, and, and, and yeah. you right. You get the the FOMO kicks in, the fear of missing out kicks yeah. in. You're like, I gotta buy this. This is going to hundred k. All you need to do is type in on YouTube, Bitcoin price action, and every thumbnail that says Bitcoin to hundred k, every single one that you see, you know you're selling. It's quite simple. Like I can make this stupid easy for people. That's all you do. YouTube and type that in. Type in Twitter and see what the the feed's going. Type check out the uh, Bitcoin Fair and Greed index. Index. That's all you need to do, and you're buying. There's no emotions attached though. If you have emotions attached, you're never going to make that sell. Yeah, because you're thinking it's going to keep going higher. So keep going. So keep going. Got to keep going. Just that inner yourself, voice. Set yourself rules and follow. the most uncomfortable buys and sells that you make are the best ones. Tough. Have you ever? 100%. You've never gotten nope. into crypto. Did you ever get into this meme stock thing? Nope. You just said do you do you buy stocks regularly? All? I don't do anything. No, I'm, I'm a. <laughs> do you just put money in like an IRA kind of thing? That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty simple when it comes to what I do. I keep it simple. I I, I just don't stress over. Put it. money in an account. Let yeah. a professional do what he does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I just have the feeling like that. Um, how to say this in the right way? Say it. Say it. I I just think that there's a select small percentage of people that can manipulate the market and I'm not one of them and it to me it's just luck after that so why why even stress about it why spend time on it like I'm just going to keep throwing money in in a 401k and just let the market do its thing not get too aggressive not get too conservative and just hey however it plays out it plays out it's fair Yep. And then live a conservative life so that if shit kind of goes the wrong way for a little while, like, I'm not stressing. So, right. Doing exactly what Duff is, does. Is, this is a Florida is, lifestyle. It's <laughs> perfect. Is, there, there's nothing wrong with it. Nope. That's exactly you should do in life. But to, for anyone out there that is looking to invest, whatever money you make each week, you want to take 5 to 10% of that and invest it on your mm-hmm. own. And I think that's huge. And I, and I mean invest it into anything. It doesn't necessarily it doesn't have, to, have be to be a stock, a stock or, or crypto. It could be anything. Hey, you, we're a starting a business. business. We're creating an asset. Yep. You know, five to ten percent. If you're not doing that, you don't want to become a millionaire. Yeah. For it, you ask people, you know, what, what do you do with the, when you get paid? It's like, well, I pay my bills and then I go go down to the bar and I, you know, get some drinks and do this and have this lifestyle, going out to eat and buy my wife this. And it's like, are you going to invest any of it? 
Like, I mean, 5% of your pay, that's nothing. That's nothing. Treat it as like a tax. Mm-hmm. If I could give anyone advice, you take five, and you have to be consistent with this. Every single week you get paid, every two weeks you get paid, take 5% of that, put it away, and then figure out what you're going to invest in. And there's a million different ways you can invest that money. And you're talking after having your retirement account stuff. Yes, after. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. playing it safe the way Duff is, is, that's the way to go. But having that extra, though, in, in two, three years, that, that 50 bucks a week, 100 bucks a yeah. week, that's going to be huge money. And then you can put, potentially buy yourself a, uh, you know... The black Lambo, like you got, in the, <laughs> like you got in the driveway. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking more like real estate. Like you want to buy yeah. a piece of property yeah. or something, and and then and then guess what happens after that? And then you have more assets building wealth for you, yeah. and then you could buy your black Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's important for people to do that. But the problem is, is ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the people in this world don't do that, and that's when you hear the elite, the one percent that that have all kinds of you know people. That's the problem is mm-hmm. that they don't want to invest themselves. And I think it's huge, and I and I could stress that to, uh, to, 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 to many. But many, um, it's it's almost like a headache, you know. And if you don't yeah. want to do that, there's like a hundred million people online that would do it for you, like willingly, like give them ten percent of whatever you make. I mean, it's endless. Even myself, like I've told people to say, "Oh, how'd, how'd you do last year, dude?" But it's like I'm I'm not saying I'm a millionaire, but if somebody gave me a thousand dollars to play with, yeah, maybe I can make it two grand for you, you know. And I'm a friend. I'm someone maybe you can trust, right? You said maybe. You know? <laughs> maybe. Did you, maybe did you can trust. <laughs> maybe you well, can. Like, right? Like, a, like a close friend. Maybe not necessarily a, a stranger. Andy made up. But, but if Larry, <laughs> right? <laughs> if somebody would get, if Larry, you give me $1,000 to invest, you know, I'm not going to try to screw you, right. you know? So if you can find that one person that maybe could double your money and then, and then after they make the $1,000 back, you can give it back to the person that guess what? You're scotch free. All right. You're playing with house money. Rob's sitting here. He's not on the, this podcast. He's hanging out. We're each going to give you 333 bucks and 33 cents. Yes. Okay? By the end of this year, you give us back five grand or we beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Maybe. So maybe. Maybe we beat the shit out of you. Because he's maybe a friend. <laughs> we love you, Rob. Uh, so, so anyway, sorry about the whole uh, you know Bitcoin and crypto and no, 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 I mean we you know it, it, I know it's something you guys typically don't talk about. Um, we, it's not I, that we don't. I, I think look, we just important. haven't put the. I, I I know I have, and I don't know. I think Larry's put a little bit of effort in it, but I know this is something you've lived only because this guy talks about it every yeah. time I look at him. Yep. But you've you've done the research, you've experienced it. Like you said, you got years of experience, so it's good hearing that. You know, like I said, it's way over my head, and I also don't put the time in the. Even try to learn it. But. Yeah. This podcast is about the people we have on, whoever's on, like whatever is important to them and they want to talk about, whatever's a big part of their life, we try to find that out. And we haven't really had a, somebody on the podcast who is so big into Bitcoin that they want to talk about it. Right. So you are. So yep. here we are. Yeah, here this, we are. That's what this awesome. podcast is. That's perfect. I'm yeah. glad to give my, my, my expertise. I'm not an expert. I'm, if not you, a, I'm not a financial expert by, by all means. I tell people that, but uh, yeah. I've learned quite a bit. We the, should have a disclaimer on this episode. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, the views and opinions of Andy yeah. Dupuy are not those <laughs> yeah. of Rando Banter they Podcast. They are not. No, they are not. 100%. You're on your own. Pa- past results may not be indicative of future earnings. <laughs> right. Something yeah. like that. It's I mean, good lawyer time. I mean, ju- and just in, as an example, there was a dog coin, you know, the Shiba one you That's talked about, did. Larry? There, there was another one. It was called Saitama. Okay? You can look it up. S-A-I-T-A-M-A. You can even look this, look this like coin up. Saitama. And before... When it launched around the same time that Shiba Inu, it went up like you would have made two to three hundred times your money. Okay, so if you put a hundred bucks, just think of the money you would have made. And the problem is, is once it goes up to two, three, four thousand percent, ten thousand percent, people want to buy at that point. And and yeah. you, you can't teach people that that's not a good entry point. Right. You don't want to do it then. You want to do it before. You want to do it when it's ugly, when it's bloody, when no one gives a crap about it. You want to be getting your money in. And I'm not saying put thousands of dollars in some random dog coin, but if you got an extra 100, 200 bucks, that could have made you 10 grand, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people spend 50, 100, 200 bucks a, a week wasting it on whatever. Right. You know, beers and wings, right, Rob? <laughs> 
Fireball? No, have, <laughs> have money that you spend on yourself yeah. and have a good time. Oh, certainly. Like I'm, I'm 100% on, yeah, you put some away, you know, you invest some, you have money to hang out, to but even live a, life. Even hi- hibernate for six months and don't do shit. Put, put a couple hundred bucks towards random. Th- you'd be shocked. Most people would be blown away. Make your coffee at home instead of going to Starbucks. Start right? with that. You start with yeah, that, right? So I mean, yeah. th- then again, I don't even want to say don't even have that lifestyle. Says the guy with it. a Dunkin' cup in front. You know? of <laughs> 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 I did go to, to Dunkin', but you know, passive Rob income paid, is huge. Though, okay? Rob, yeah, Rob yeah. paid for me today, so we're good. I drove and he paid, so we're good. <laughs> Rob's a good guy, mm. so you know that, that's about the best financial advice I can give. I can give people, and the problem is, is most people won't do it though. If you actually just sat down and actually wrote a plan. I'll say that's the big thing too. Put it on paper. You have to put it on paper. If you're not putting it on paper, you ain't accomplishing nothing. Mm -hmm. You have to. I think Joe Rogan has talked about this numerous times. He's talked about his life. If you ever listen to what he says, put the shit down on paper. Write it down. Well, he says that about any kind of goal. Any kind of goal. Weight loss, exercise. Everything, yes. Yeah. And he's he's spot on. If you do it, You'd be shocked. And every day you wake up, just read it to yourself. What do you want to accomplish? What is it that I'm striving towards? You need to know it at the minute you wake up. Like this, you don't pick up your phone. You don't go to the bathroom. You read that paper. And you do it before you go to bed. Speaking of reading, like reading, especially if you want to get into investing in financials, like just read there's so many books out there hundreds that you can pick up and read or you can yep. hell what i do is I, I do go through audible put it on in my car that's my favorite you know, my the owner of the company that i work for the seven habits of highly effective people mm-hmm. you know i listen awesome. to that in the car like just such great things you don't listen to that are, that are so like a lot of it's just like obvious yes. but it's like you need to hear it out and then you need to put your plan together Physically writing things down, and, and you know that's great. Another one's like you know Robert Kiyosaki. I know we talked rich about dad him. poor dad, yeah, the rich dad the poor huge. dad stuff. You know, and just hearing his perspective on different ways of investing and different ways to look at assets and liabilities versus what you're never taught in school. Yep. You know, there's just so many things out there. And and the thing is, the, the best advice I can give in, in terms of reading a book like Rich Dad Poor Dad. Have you ever read the book, Duff? I have not. I've definitely heard heard of it. it. Yeah. Okay. So check out. Literally, you could listen to it for 15 minutes on your ride home today. They they could be somebody that would sum it up for you. Not the shit rent a car I have. But thank (laughs) (laughs) Um, you. And I've heard uh, that guy, um, the rich dad poor get the poor dad guy, talk about you know things you can do with your assets. And then you got a guy like Dave Ramsey, who's the total opposite, and he talks about paying down your debt. And, and living a life of having no credit cards, no yeah. debt, and, and, you know, it's literally two, two totally opposite opinions. Right. And what is wrong with what people do is they, 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 only, go, they only listen to one. They listen to one that yeah. strikes and they, them and they never hear another. And they never thing. hear another. And, and yeah. they're both geniuses. You want to become wealthy? Listen to both of them. Listen to all of them. Listen Read to as all much of them. as you can. Every single one of them. And inform your own opinion. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Most people, and, and it doesn't take long. Do it in do it in 30 days. You'd be shocked. Right. You know, I, I do this stuff on a daily basis, and I should you do live more this of shit. it. That's why I, I, love I it. live this shit. I could sit here and talk all day. I'm not gonna though, but I could. Um, I, I hibernate. I listen to a lot of things when people are talking about, like last year when people were talking about when Will Smith was getting bitch slapped by uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> bitch slapping. A bitch slapping. Yeah, the, Chris, the opposite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when people are are totally focused on. That it's like, why don't you put that energy towards like learning something, learn, yeah. you know, whatever it is in life, opening a business, just trying to invest more because there's nothing more that would make anyone happy than having a little bit more money behind them. I mean, the world is not easy today. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Groceries are ridiculous. If you made an extra 100, 200 bucks a week on some passive income platform that could pay for your groceries, that's big. Right. You don't have to start big. Some people think, oh, you need 10 grand to start. No, you don't. Start small, you know? And that's the advice I can give. Just listen to everybody. And, and, and you know what? Your friends that put themselves out there and, and are trying to make their own way, support them. That too. You know? And another thing too is when you see people making it and doing well for themselves, like just in, be encouraging. And, and embrace it. 
Some people yeah. see somebody driving a nice car, living in a nice neighborhood, and they kind of, you know, oh, geez, look at, embrace it. That's the life you want, right? Yeah. Like you should, you should be happy for them because the more, the more that you're not happy for them, the more resistant resistance it is that you're gonna have. Isn't it crazy how jealous can, people can be? It's oh, nuts, yeah. you know. But then they why, don't, they don't do anything to, to get to that to point either. Own, yeah, yeah. that's why I keep my life kind of private. Like I do my thing. I don't right. really, I don't really like to. I don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to Post drive. Post on Facebook, yeah, right? made, made 1500 a day on a train, yeah, no big deal. You, you can't do that. And then you have people that are haters that are like, oh, well, what you're doing is just gambling. You got luck. You know, they'll give you shit you and try to talk yep. down your accomplishment. They do, yep. And, you yeah. know, just have compassion for them. Like, people, you know, the, the, big, the big dogs that I hear, they talk, they get so much crap. Yep. They, everybody hates them. Like, you suck. You, you suck at life. Here's make- the other thing, though. <laughs> if you are successful, be humble. Hundred percent. I know. I know a couple oh, friends, a so couple people that we've, you know, that I know that have done really well for themselves. I know some that are really humble, and you'd never know. And then I know some that just they want to they, tell you everything oh, they they've been post through, everything, yeah. yeah, everything they've done, and how much better they are than you. That's no good. It's just like be humble, man. Be humble. Yep. Yep. You know, there's both sides. Though. I've seen it both ways. Yep. You want to make a million dollars? Help a million people. Imagine if you came out with some kind of anything that could be put in the stores, it'd be sold on Amazon, and you could help out a million people. You, you, you help out a million people, you'll be a millionaire. You know, look at it in the terms of that. I heard that one day. You want to be a millionaire, help out a million people. Not if people. you're only making a quarter on each person. Oh. You know? <laughs> well, then you got to help out five million people. Four, four yeah. million. Four million. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's endless. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we basically, like, I won't say we grew up together. I think we started hanging out, what, like, uh, ninth, I was eighth, so, ninth? I, I believe I was a sophomore in high school, Larry, when I met you. We met in baseball. Yeah. I mean, you met in baseball. We JV did. at first. J, yeah, you were. That you, team you, where everybody hit 450. Yep, everybody you know? did. You, you, uh, we, <laughs> need, we needed a, we needed a, a uh, starting pitcher. And uh, the coach at the time helped me out. What was his name? Coach um, Sylvester. Coach Sylvester. Comes out and he goes, guys, I got no pitcher today. And you looked over at him. You're like, I can coach pitch. And he looked at, I never forget that. He turned around and looked at you, Larry. He was like, you can pitch. And you're like, yeah, I can pitch. <laughs> and you I mean, pi- I didn't say I can pitch. I said, I will. Pitch. And you went in and you were unbelievable. You were like, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to be, you You threw a curveball, Larry. That's crazy. You actually had the, 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 the balls to say, I'm going to get out there and try to throw a curve. I wouldn't. I, I remember I, Paul Goodwin was catching, <laughs> and he comes up to me. He's like, "All right, what's uh, like? Let's go through it. What are the signs?" And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> what I, are I, the dude, I don't know." <laughs> the signs of what? Larry's like, "Well, no, I mean, I knew what he was asking me. Like, do you want a fastball, curveball, slide?" Like, I'm like, "I'm just gonna throw the ball." And I said, "If there's anything," he's like, "I'll put down a one." And he said, "If you're not just gonna ring back and throw a fastball, shake me off, and I'll know to be ready." Like that was our plan. Because I knew how to like attempt to throw a curveball, but I didn't like know they weren't always good. Some would just be a flat banging, and then somewhat I would try to change the speed a little bit. Like I could throw probably 54, 56. But that's when you were like 14 years old, though. Right, 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 right. You yeah. know, I'm in ninth not, grade. You're in ninth you know? grade, right? That's not bad. We're not Danny Clem out there. No, no. <laughs> I'm not, not Ross Coglin either. No, like, oh, Ross, not even ridiculous. close. Ridiculous. Ross, oh my God. Point being, though, like you're gonna get what you're gonna get, and and I pitched five innings. Uh, we played about seven innings. Yep. I think I pitched five innings, and it was like we were up eight to four when I came out. We won. We, we won. The we game. won the game. I got a win. And a w. Coach Avesta looked at you like I remember him questioning, like you've never pitched, you never like, and you're just like no. And he was almost shocked, like that was insane. Like that's great, yeah. you know. And that was awesome. Those are the days to remember, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. will say he never asked me to pitch again. Um, I mean, I think we had a good pitcher. Like, you didn't need me to did pitch. You, did you ever come in for relief at all? I don't think so. No? Okay. There's that one. I started one game, went five innings, probably walked, like, three or four people, struck out, like, three or four people. Yep. And, you know, we played defense the rest of it. <laughs> you know, I remember, like, the first inning, I was, like, throwing as hard as I could, just I was fastball, fastball, fastball. And it was, like... You know, fly out to left, like hard hit ground ball to third, but it wasn't an out. And then, like a guy hit a bomb to center that whoever's playing center caught. I'm like, oh, this is easy. This is, this ain't right, shit, right? You know, you had a good fastball. 
Like I said, it I could meaty. throw like it fifty-five. Meaty. It wasn't all that hard. It was. It was meaty though. I could move. I could. It was try what? to place it. It was meaty. You know, like like a meat. You know, not like a meatball, but like so it was, threw meatballs. No, asshole? no, yeah, like, <laughs> no. meaty. You, no, no, you calling them fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> you saying I ate too many meatballs? <laughs> That was a, that was no, it was good pitches. I remember that. That was awesome. That was that was, that was, that was a good days. But those that was definitely a fun time back then, man. Yep. Rob those and I blast. talked about playing football back in the day. Yep. You know, right. we we played baseball. We did. That's right. <laughs> that was so. Let me that see, team I, was so good. Did we lose many games? Not we didn't many. Lose many games. Not many. I just remember I got up to bat in in the uh, field in Auburn, and I hit a uh, shot to left field. There was no fence. I mean mm. the sh- the. The thing I hit, it was probably the furthest ball I ever hit in my life. And I, I got a, I think it was like a double or something. And then Nate Charbonneau comes up after me, and he hit a ball that probably went twice as further than mine. <laughs> it was like, oh, and then someone else came up, and it was like, a, a ridic- I mean, the pitcher we were going against in Auburn was not that good. It sounds like he's. Oh, my. But I've never in my life felt so like that was awesome to like Nate just. Like it should have been called a home run. He hit the ball so hard. Yeah, it was. Was ridiculous. it in the park home run? Since there's no- I don't think so. It yeah. was, it almost hit the the street like the way the road was. Yeah, I just remember Nate was right after me. You, I think we had Chris O'Connor. I'm just remember some of the guys that we that, that were on that JV. Dude, these team. are names I haven't heard in so long. All right, Chris I O'Connor. Just think, oh, he and fundamentally, that's like I've never heard of him. Yeah, fundamentally, Chris had the most. The way he would catch the ball in center field, he had the. I mean, fundamentally, he was unbelievable. He was a good pitcher too, lefty. He was good. Those are, these are some of the kids I grew up with. Nobody would know who we're talking yeah, about, but totally, yeah, uh... but yeah, they're just you know good baseball players. And that, and that's the thing. It's kind of sad too because this day and age, you don't really see that much. Yeah, you know, people are more inside on their iPads and iPhones and having that life, which is fine. But you, so you I, played baseball all the way to through high school. Yes, sir. Through senior year. Did you play anything else? I did not. I know you you started football and didn't play that. No, didn't do football. I, I played basketball for about for high school. Yeah, for about three years. I think I was like eighth through like sophomore year, and that's it. I stopped playing. I didn't play my junior senior. Why not? I wanted to get a car. I wanted to get some money behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was advised uh, that I should uh, start working. Yeah, and that's about the time you get a job, yep. and then that, that mm-hmm. shit falls off. And, and baseball, and, yeah. yeah, right, Duff. That was my only thing I did was yep. um, play baseball because I figured, well, I could get away with just doing one sport. Yeah. You know, I always tell everybody I peaked my sophomore year. There you go. Yep. You, I don't know if you remember, but like on at the end of our sophomore season, Steve Rosalind was graduating. So next year, our, our varsity baseball coach, he's like, you're my center fielder next year. You're the guy. And I come back and I'm like 20 pounds heavier, a couple steps slower. To give to give you props, Larry, we went to districts against Worcester Volk. Okay. And there was two players that didn't take the bus. It was Joe mm. and someone else. Um, Adam, they were seniors. Probably shouldn't be airing out their names. Yeah, anyway, that's but. okay. You can edit that out. But anyway, um, they were late. And Douche, Coach Dushan came out and said, if, they don't, if they're not here in five minutes, they're not in the lineup. And the coach turned around. Now, I'm a junior. And you were a sophomore, Larry. Coach D turned around. Do you remember what he said to you? He said... Larry, you're going in left field if he doesn't show up. He overlooked me and went to you. And, of course, I'm a little disappointed, but I was happy as shit for you. Oh, you were um, always fucking... Yeah, I was yeah. like, you kidding me? Like, And I remember going up to you, and I was, and I even said to you, Larry, you're, you're going to be in left field if they don't show up. And you didn't believe me. You were like... you. Were, I remember you looking at you me like... You put me in? He ain't put me in. And I said, Larry, I just, hold, I just heard Coach Dushan say, you're going in. If they don't show up. And, of course, like, within two minutes, they showed up. Mm. Coach Dushan was pissed, but they still went in the game. But you were going in, though. And didn't Ross you know? play right? Ross was in center. Right. I think Ross was in center. Was he in center? Okay. I think he, No. Cash. Cash was in center. Steve Roseland. Yeah. So and Ross, Ross, Ross playing right field. And I was on the bench. I mean, you, you know, you you, you <laughs> had I was, I was a third base coach, boy. You were. <laughs> but, Larry, you had a better arm than me. And I'm not trying to compare yeah. us, but you had a hell of an arm. You did. You I hit, appreciate you, it. You hit, you hit better than me. No, get out. You hit like Come on. 70 this nah, year. Well, yeah, that was my sophomore year until I, until I got hit in the face. I got hit in the face and broke mm. my nose. 
Corey, we, was, we were story. talking about Corey Heatherman. Corey yeah, Heatherman Corey's threw, warming up. Warming up, and I walked in between him and it hit me right in the nose, and yeah. I, my, my nose was gonzo. Blood, I had more. down his white yep. jersey, man. It was. Sophomore year, so. Ooh. Oh, it was bad. I went to the hospital. A guy grabbed my nose and, and moved it yeah. over. Here. Oh, he, oh that's he, what's wrong with your he, face? He, he crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was sitting next to me, and she, the look on her face oh, of, God, of yeah. like, I can't like, believe that he just did that. And I looked over at her, and I said, my face is so numb. I can't feel anything. Did he didn't, move my nose? Didn't he? The, the guy was old, and he was like one of those guys like, I ain't, I ain't messing around. I'm just going to get in here, move your nose over. And he said, next time, duck. <laughs> <laughs> that was his advice. Uh, and I said, okay. And then we, we left. And then ever since then, my sophomore year, I, I went into a slump. Remember that, Larry? Remember, yeah. Coach, I remember Coach Sylvester saying, you're in the slump because you had that injury. You're, kinda, you're, you're afraid of the ball almost because I was like in the way I was standing in the box. I didn't play well the rest of my year. That was it for me, and then I went into my junior year, and I I was I wasn't a starter at all. I didn't start until I was a senior. But you were you were the guy though. After that, yeah. you were the guy they were looking at. As much as you don't believe it, you were I the guy. Not, I don't. I just my memory's garbage, man. I I wish I had those memories. Like I, I remember being there. You know, I remember coaching third a lot. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> I remember Dushan put me in. You did awesome. You, you, you understand, Duff, though. Larry was loud. Oh, yeah. And no. everybody, I know, right? No, everyone no. heard him. So when he yelled something, everyone, and everyone. Coach, he was like a coach. The next town over. Larry was like a fucking coach. And I'm not even joking. Yeah. Yeah. And Coach Dushan loved that from you. You were yeah. passionate. Yeah. You didn't sit on third base and, oh, I'm on third base. No, no. You made everything of that third base. I learned, I learned from your uncle. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was loud. Yeah. Cog, Cog, Cog was, was my loud. example. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I still can hear Cog's voice today oh, in my me head, too. Me too, the man. way he yells. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't mess around as a kid because of him. Because if I even even thought to say a swear, he would have wrapped us up in two seconds. And I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if our sophomore year or junior year. Um, but so I got put in for someone. Who did Dushan told him to do something, he didn't do it. Dushan took him out, put me in. And I go in the game and we're playing Spencer and Cody's cousin is pitching. And Cody's cousin was like renowned for he throws hard, he's great curveball, he was gonna get he was gonna get drafted by somebody or whatever. And he hits me. And I'm like pissed because I'm like, this motherfucker knows like I'm Rory's Yeah. Right. Rory, like his uncle, is dating my mom. Rory, he knows that him and I don't get along. Whatever the case was, so I felt like he hit me on purpose. So he hits me. I dropped the bat and took a couple steps. And I remember Dushan looking at me and going, "Get the fuck to yeah, first." Right. What t- what t- uh, town was that? David Prouty Spencer. That's right. That was uh, Grabowski. Was his name? Grabowski. Yes. yes. Yes, Grabowski. Yes, I remember him. He, we're not supposed to say last names on this. Podcast. Oh, we're not. That's okay. Nobody but we can. No, no I'm going to leave this on here. Yeah, that. He, no, I'm not he, editing this. He went. He went D1 in uh, St. John's or something. He went. Damn. He was good. He. Damn. I faced him once, and his fastball was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it I was know. fucking My hip holy knows. shit. I mean, that was fucking bad. fastball to the hip. He threw just as fast as Danny did. Pretty close. He no, was. Danny's way better than this. Probably guy. better. Yeah, I know, right? Danny, Danny would be in the Red Sox right now. R.I.P. Danny. He just had his. Danny just had his 40th birthday in June. That's crazy. Yeah, Danny's been gone since. Uh, and who knows? Like he would have gone pro. Maybe he'd yeah, be, he'd be coaching been. somewhere. Like, you know, you just that would have like, been awesome. Where would he be yeah, right. Be? We always talk about the Larry. We, we would have had someone to say we we knew that went in the majors. You know, right. even right. if he just stayed in the minors, that would have still been like fucking awesome. Just I don't to think say. Danny would have stayed in the. I mean, I, it was he, he had that fucking like yeah. animalistic. He six was two, going. He was going to do right. it, and he was going to be the man. Six two two twenty. Right? Big guy. That's the major league body right there. You know? Yeah, he's like fucking Roger Clemens. Yeah, he's the reason why I went to States. I know people say, oh, your team was good. It's like, yeah, well, yeah we were good, but Danny was yeah, the reason yeah. why we went Maglione to States. Maglione was pretty fucking oh, good, too. Like, we had a really good team, man. When, when Mags went in the state finals, because Danny was burnt out. It was hot. He got us there. Well, he got us there. But when Tony went in, though, that was insane. Do you remember how, I mean, Tony was, they couldn't touch him. Yeah. You remember that? We were down eight nothing or seven whatever it was, and they could not touch Tony. His curveball, everything was like, oh my god, Tony. I know people are like, oh, we should have started Tony, you know, as a joke. But he played short, right? He played short stuff, yeah. So yeah, and he pitched, and pitched, yeah. But to wrap up that whole thing with Grabowski, like, so he hits me, I go to first, I'm, I'm like fuming, I'm not paying attention. I should have been. I take a lead. Dusham gives me the steal sign. You a fastball? I am not looking. <gasps> 
I was staring down the pitcher like, you motherfucker. Because <laughs> Dushan was just saying, you get the fuck to first. Swore at me and everything. He did he, Because yep. he knew I was pissed. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to go after this guy. Yeah, okay. Probably would have got my ass kicked because this dude's 6'2", and I'm not. <laughs> um, but I was pissed. I had a bat. I had a helmet on. I'll take my chances. Um, so I get to first base, and I'm staring this guy down. <laughs> Dushan gives me the steal sign. Pitch in the dirt, skimbles away from the catcher. I don't go <gasps> because Ooh, I yeah, I was I didn't him. see the sign. Yep. yep. Oh, he was Dusham. Now he's staring me down like I was just staring the pitcher down. <laughs> so we get. I don't know what happens the rest of the inning. I don't think I end up scoring or anything. The inning ends. Dusham comes over to me. He's like, "You're on the bench." No way. And I'm like, "What the fuck did I do?" And he goes, "I gave you the steal sign on the first pitch. You didn't move." Oh. And I was like, "Shit!" I was wondering why you were grilling me. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, that was in in David Prouty too, right? I remember Prouty. that game. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of the first games of the year. I remember going back. That was pretty good. I think it was the first really early on in yeah. our junior, my junior year, your senior. So year, I, I, I must I must have came in for you because I remember facing Grabowski. I must have because well, I wasn't you starting. Started. No, I no? wasn't. No, I didn't start. Oh, then you came in. For no, me. I came in oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I faced him. That was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was ridiculous. It was probably his, the second inning because I was probably hitting like sixth. Yeah, but his fastball though, that was like ninety. Like you, you know, you, you I know, know. I took it in the hip. It's, Do we need to talk about that anymore? <laughs> yeah. I had a fucking bruise like for two walks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I had a like. Oh my I could God. see the seams in my leg. Oh my. We, I think, if I faced Danny and uh, Danny Clement in uh, Little League, and uh, my God, that those pitches are ridiculous. I mean, I give these guys in the pros credit. How the fuck do you hit a ball throwing at you ninety, ninety five thousand? It's just nuts. It's got to be the hardest thing to do at any sport. I mean, it yeah, really is. Yeah, and then is. they change it up and curve. Curves and, and oh my fucking god! D- Danny threw a slider at me, and I I just remember seeing what the pitch did, and it was just like that's that's not human like. Yeah. <laughs> that kid remember, was at a different level. Oh man. my god! Not even close. Not even close. Uh, sorry, Duff. We have hijacked yeah. this whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yep. Oxford two thousand one. Yep, that's right. <laughs> o Town. That's the year. Well, yeah, yep. I was O two. They just had my 22nd anniversary uh, class reunion. Mm. You have class we, reunions on we, the we, we missed we, oh. we missed the 20th oh, yeah, because of the COVID stuff, sense. I believe. And then they, they said, we'll do it the next year. And then they hey, didn't do you're, it. You're a Florida resident now. COVID didn't happen. It did. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you. Yes. No, we had COVID for like three months. Yeah. yeah. People people did fly up north though and like see everyone wearing masks and all that stuff and they're yeah. like what is why is this go- restaurant been- closed right what is going it was nuts up north it was like to the point it was like come on now like let's let's move on from this yeah. it, after two years it, it just took way too long so I wish I lived in Florida like three years ago I really do <laughs> that was madness <laughs> uh, well dude I appreciate you doing the podcast man yes. we're gonna Thanks do more of these me. I'm so happy you're here yes I am happy yep. to be here with all of you I really am. <laughs> And I'm not going anywhere. Good. Do you think he's going anywhere, Dom? No, I don't think so. There's no <laughs> fucking way. I think I've talked enough about how I love down here more yeah. than anything. Well, there's all the people that want to say, oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Well, Rob's been here like 18 years. Duff, you're what, 16-ish, 17-ish? Oh, my God. And that doesn't even count college. God, I was that saying, college, college stuff, right? Probably 20 years. I've been, been here longer than well, I was in Massachusetts, so yeah. pretty much. I've been here seven, so I'm still here. In three months, you're not going anywhere. Well, we're not letting this guy go anywhere. We also have to not let this guy go anywhere. No. Think people are trying go. to hijack his ass to like North Carolina and shit. I'm like, <laughs> come on, you fucking move. What I'll what's, kill the, you. what's the story, Duff? Uh, no story. He's not going anywhere. Who, who's trying to take you? Nobody. I think my wife's trying to ship me out. No, LaRose La Ro- La keeps trying to get you to move out of here. <laughs> Does he? Why? Yeah. Every time we talk, he sends us texts every other week about some dumb Florida story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! When I told oh. Mike that I was moving down here, he, I heard the most negative like, "Oh yeah, fuck Florida." Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sends it all. He's very, not, very anti-Florida. Yeah. I was like, they're "No, I fans. love it." Mike, if you listening, I love Florida. Mike, Mike had like <laughs> sent me uh, an anti-Florida text, and then like a couple hours later, or a group anti-Florida text, and then a couple hours later, like text me about fantasy football, a fantasy football trade, and I'm like, after that, after that Florida text, the price went up. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, we do like the Florida stories here. Did you see the one that just happened in the news um, about the guy? He was a marathon runner. He built like this hamster wheel out of buoys. I love it already. I'm going to read it real quick. A man from Florida was trying to cross the Atlantic in a human-powered hamster wheel was arrested the Coast Guard. 
He's about 70 miles off of Georgia, but he was from Florida. And, uh, yeah, you want to take a look at this thing? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it essentially is a what it is. hamster yeah. wheel with, like, like buoys and shit. Oh, my God. So he... So, that thing looks really neat, actually. Yeah. Like, that's pretty So pretty when the Coast unique. Guard like, kind of said, hey, you, you can't do this, he threatened to blow himself up or kill himself <laughs> on this <laughs> thing. Yes, Look, there's a lot ah, of mess man. around. You know, people do... You know, I'm not saying it's perfect. Oh, man. Um, but he was Damn. a marathon runner. I don't know if he was trying to do, like... And he was doing that out in the water, and the buoys, he was like, held him above water? Out. Oh, my God. 70 miles out? Yes. How was he going to get back? Running, no, get, he was going out, He was crossing the Atlantic. Are you fucking... That was his goal. How high was he, does it say? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so there, yeah, you get a good story once Med, a week. Imagine being in that thing during a hurricane or something. What? <laughs> yeah, I hope he checked the weather forecast. Oh my god! You run like, out there during hurricane. Well, I mean, you can't oh. predict it anyways, though. Like, I mean, how long do you think it? You're probably only going two miles an hour. <laughs> no, he's running. He's going a good five. I guess what? What do you bring for food? Like, it's a good question. Well, yeah, yeah guess, you could go fishing. Rob said, "Yeah, right, oh, go fishing." Yep, there you go. There are a lot of Florida stories. This time's. You know, it gets hot, people inland, they don't get the sea breeze. You go a little fucking crazy sometimes <laughs> in the summer, and, uh, you know, some weird shit happens. Like, yeah. we're lucky, we're on the coast, we get the sea breeze, we don't have to go crazy. But, you know, don't do drugs, you know. <laughs> so, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> do appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Stuff, you're the, the fucking man. This is great. <laughs> See ya.